Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, let's get it going. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, we got just a few more chapters, 12 and 13 yet to go. We'll finish that up this week. Next week, we'll start First Timothy to be a little, you know, kind of a little shift, shift gears a little bit. Still, still a writing of the Apostle Paul, but a little bit different, more a personal letter rather than a uh, uh, more of a, a pastoral epistle. Um. All right. So, um, as we mentioned last time, the latter part of Second Corinthians chapter ten feels a little bit different than the previous chapters of the book. Uh, a little bit more um, personal, uh, definitely a little bit more sarcasm. <laughs> um, and so it's, he just kind of he's kind of Paul spends some time defending himself uh, as an apostle uh, and really. Uh, challenging, you know, their notions of what qualifies someone to speak into their life as an apostle. You know, they've gotten the idea of foolish and wise and foolish. They've got it all mixed up. It's all discombobulated, just like our week. Their, their notions of wisdom and folly are discombobulated, just like our notions of what is today anyway. Wednesday feels like a Tuesday because it's Labor Day week, so it feels weird. Their notions of foolish and wise are all weird. And Paul's like, y'all weird. You know, he say that, but he meant it. So anyway, um, yeah, we'll read some of that. Good morning, Vanessa. Chapter 11, 2 Corinthians. Here we go. You know what we do? We read, we, we pray, we change the world. You know, as long as we know what day it is. We, you know, we're storming the gates of hell with water pistols. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's what we do. Uh, we read, we changed, we, we read, we pray, we change the world. Without water pistols. All right, chapter 11. I hope you will put up with me in a little foolishness. Although, let's, let's just get foolish a little bit. You guys crazy? You know, you're talking about I'm foolish, they're swise, whatever. Let, let me put up with me a little bit with some foolishness. Y'all do that with me every day. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, please put up with me. Verse two, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. Um, yeah, you think, well, what is a godly jealousy? It's a desire to um, receive for some, from someone what is rightfully yours, right? Like, so God is a jealous God, the scripture tells us. But in a sense, that just means God wants the worship that is rightfully his. 
uh, it's a godly jealousy. It's not a uh, it's not a manipulative jealousy. It's not a sinful jealousy. Paul's saying, I, I I want your I want you to I want your affection. I want you to hear what I'm saying. Um, I, I want us to be in this. I want this commitment from you. Um, it's a godly jealousy. It's not controlling. It's just a want. I want your affection. And as an apostle, someone who shepherded them and guided them and poured into them spiritually, he wants them to to want his advice, to want his counsel, to want what God has uh, given him to share with them. He wants them to want that. It's a godly jealousy. I promise you. So here's Paul kind of using a marriage analogy. Uh, he said, "Cause remember, he said, let me let me be a little crazy. Y'all, let me be. Y'all, we all let me be a crazy a little crazy this morning." He's like, "Okay." He said, "All right." So I promised you to one husband to Christ. That is the so the Corinthians. He's promised to Christ. He's made that play, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to Him. I want to present you to the Lord without spot or blemish. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent, the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. I'm jealous for you. I want you to get it right. I want you to love Jesus. I don't want you to be, you know, wooed away by all these false lovers, these imposters. That's what Paul's saying. I'm jealous. I want, I want, you know, there's been times in my life when I've ministered to people and I see them get caught up in things. Sometimes they uh, uh, false teachings and things that aren't just quite right. And there's a jealousy. It's like, no, I want you to get this right. I want you to understand. I don't want. I don't want this this idea to to get a hook in you and pull you away. There's a and maybe you've had that. Maybe with your kids, you see your kids exploring some things. You're like, oh, I don't. Please don't. Please don't. And there's a jealousy. A jealousy for them to love the truth, a jealousy for them to want to know what is right and wrong, a jealousy for the best for them. That's what Paul's saying. He's like, I want the Corinthians, I want you guys to love Jesus. I want you to have devotion to Christ, but I'm afraid these, quote, super apostles, which you'll talk about later, are going to lead you away. They're going to steal you away. Verse four, for if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit we re you received or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up you put up with it easy, easily enough. It's like, I don't want people bringing a different Jesus, a different gospel. Don't put up with that. Again, the Corinthians problem wasn't tolerance. They excelled at tolerance. They just, and their tolerance led them to distortion. <laughs> we have to, you know, we talk, we're talking about uh, in, about strongholds. And on Sunday mornings, we're talking about winning the war in the mind, strongholds and, um, you know, thought patterns. And the world deceives and gets us to think certain ways in such a way that we start thinking, uh, certain behaviors, certain sinful patterns are normal. They're normative. And it, more than normative, they should be celebrated. And uh, and if you don't celebrate it, you're, you're just not with it. 
And what that is, you know what that is? That's a stronghold. It's a pattern. It's an entrenched way of thinking that is contrary to the will and purposes and plans of God. That's a stronghold. And so Paul talks about the weapons of our warfare are mighty and bringing down strongholds. What brings down strongholds? Truth. The truth of the gospel. And so anything that opposes Jesus uh, and his message is uh, we bring it down. We tear it down. We don't fight against people. We fight against principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. We we crush down every stronghold that exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus. So anything that sets itself up that says, oh, Jesus, read him. Jesus' teaching isn't true. What Jesus said in the word, that really doesn't matter. It's I mean, that was old, antiquated. That's a stronghold. Um, and so Paul's like, he's worried about the Corinthians because they're susceptible to this, to these strongholds. They're susceptible to this, these false super apostles, quote unquote, super apostles that seem to have all this super knowledge, but they don't. Verse five, I do not think I am in the least inferior to those quote, super apostles. Paul's getting criticized. He's like, I'm not any, I'm not, not inferior to them. I may indeed be untrained as a speaker. Paul's like, ah, okay, I'll give you that. I'm not the best communicator. I'll give you that. But I do have knowledge. So I may not be the best communicator, but I got knowledge. We have made this perfectly clear to you in every way. I, look, I haven't been trying to play with you. That's what Paul's saying. So I ain't been trying to play with you. I ain't been trying to tell you I'm a great communicator. It only takes you five minutes to figure that out. But I do have some knowledge. God has given me some knowledge. He's given me some wisdom. He's inspired me to teach. That's what Paul's saying. Verse 7. Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel of God to you free of charge? It's interesting that the Corinthians actually thought it was a... They looked down on Paul because Paul did not charge um, to preach the gospel. It's like, any... Any pastor worth their salt would be collecting an offering. <laughs> that's, that's what most people think today. I don't even know if I could trust you. You didn't receive an offering. <laughs> today, it's the opposite, right? It's like, ah, he just he just here for the offering. That's all. That's all he wants. Paul's getting criticized the opposite ways. He can't win, man. He can't win. Paul's like, I'm not even receiving an offering. I'm getting criticized. You, uh, how much will it take you serious when you ain't even taking an offering? You got a little bitty Bible and you ain't taking the offering. How, how much will it take you serious? <laughs> I can't take you serious. You got a little bitty Bible and you ain't receiving an offering. What, what are you even trying to play with right here? You ain't... Uh. Paul says, look, I, I robbed other church, I robbed other churches by receiving support from them so as to serve you. Really? And when I was with you and needed something, I was not a burden to anyone. For the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied what I needed. 
It's like, am I robbing the other churches? The other churches actually were the ones who were supporting me so that I could go and preach. So I didn't have to, I didn't need to receive any money from you. And when I was with you and I needed something, I wasn't a burden to anyone. So when I was with you and I did need that something, I, you, I didn't even ask you. For the brothers who from Macedonia were the ones who supplied what I needed, I have kept myself from being a burden to you in any way and will continue to do so. I'm not going to be asking you for anything is what Paul's saying. Look, Corinthians, I ain't going to be asking you for nothing. I didn't ask you for some bef anything before. I'm not going to ask for any anything again because I want to be I want to be free from the burden. I don't want you to try to flip this on me and tell me that the reason I'm preaching to you and telling you the truth is because I want something from you. That's what Paul's saying. I'm going to be free. <clears throat> Verse 10. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday. I mean, Wednesday. I mean, third day of the week, whatever it is. It's the day after Tuesday on Labor Day week, so we're not sure what it is. It's Wednesday, right? Yes. I know this much. It's September 8th. I don't know where my wallet is or my computer, but I know it's September 8th. <laughs> All right. As surely as the truth of Christ is in me, nobody in the regions of Caia will stop this boasting of mine. Why? Because I do not. Why? Because I don't love you. God knows I do. <laughs> you telling me I'm not going to let you support me because I because I because I don't love you? No, I love you. Look. Most of us be the other way. Like if you really love me, you're gonna slip me a twenty. Paul's the total opposite. He's like, no, I love you. That's why I'm not going to receive anything from you because I want to make sure you get it right. I want to make sure you get it right. If you love me, you're going to slip me at 20. No, no. <laughs> no, I will not because I want I want you to know that I love you. And I want you to think I'm, I'm here for any other reason than because of the truth of the gospel. Here, Paul, here's a 20. I don't want you 20. I don't want a 20. Now, if you give me a bin, I may, I may pay attention. Now, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you give me a Benny, I might, I might pay attention. <laughs> no, Paul's like, I don't want none of that. <laughs> I don't want none of that. Uh and the reason I'm taking I'm not taking the money is not because I don't love you, it's because I do love you. God knows I love you. Verse 12. And I will keep on doing what I'm doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want to who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. I'm trying to distance myself. I'm trying to distance myself from those other super apostles. I don't want to be like them in any way. Deceitful workers masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. Paul not, Paul not a big fan. Paul not a big fan of them uh, super apostles. Verse 16, I repeat, let no one take me for a fool. Let's just get this straight. Get this straight. But if you do, then tolerate me just as you would a fool, so that I may do a little boasting. So if you're gonna call me a fool, let me let me just play the fool here for a minute. In this self-confident boasting, I am not talking as the Lord would, but as a fool. Since many are boasting in the way the world does, I too will boast. I'm gonna just play along for a half a minute. 
You gladly put up with fools since you are so wise. <laughs> He's so man, I love the sarcasm right there. Like, you're so smart, you you be playing around with fools. That's how smart you are. But I was like, like, how's it working for you? You you got it all together. You all that and a box of chocolates. How how that working for you? You so smart, you playing around with fools. <laughs> you you know you got some friends like that, or maybe kids. Somebody you think you're so smart. Then why are you playing around with them fools? That's what Paul's saying. Saying you look, your company is telling on you. You know, someone says you, you're the you're the you're the average of the five people, the five people closest to you. You want to know what you know your character is? Your your character is the average of the your the five the people the five people closest to you. And Paul's like, you, you, Corinthians, you guys are you guys are buddying up with a bunch of fools. How are you gonna claim to be wise when everybody around you a fool? It don't work that way. Right? It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Um where are we? We are first 20. In fact, you even put up with someone who enslaves you or exploits you or takes advantage of you or put on airs or slaps you in the face. You put on with people who slap you in the face. <laughs> I love this next verse. I'm like, amen, Paul, I'm with you. He's like, to my shame, I admit that we too weak for that. He's like, I can't, I, I don't have enough Jesus in me yet to put up with people slapping me in the face. <laughs> how many, how many can say amen? <laughs> amen. Like Paul's like, look, Y'all, y'all are incredible because y'all put up with people who exploit you, take advantage of you, put on airs. They even slap you in the face. And Paul's like, to my shame, I ain't got enough Jesus to put up with that. <laughs> He's still working on me. <laughs> ah, I'm with you, Paul. Amen, brother. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm working. I'm working on it. But man, someone, someone exploit me. Someone slap me in the face. Oh, I don't. Uh, ooh. It would take a it would take an outpouring of the Holy Spirit not to record not to not to retaliate. <laughs> That's what Paul says. Paul says, to my shame, to my shame, I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging here. To my shame, I admit that we are too weak for that. <laughs> oh, I love the Bible. Man, I love the Bible. Uh Whatever anyone else dares to boast about, I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast about. Paul's like, look, look, you want to start talking about credentials? They, they want to boast about their credentials, these super apostles who you seem to be so infatuated with, Corinthians? Look, let me tell you about some credentials. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of our mind to talk like this. I like I shouldn't be bragging like this. I feel guilty. Even you can feel Paul's internal struggle, right? He's like, I don't really want to be promoting myself. I'd rather be talking about Jesus. But here we are. I'm actually having to defend my my integrity and and and, uh, and, and defend my calling. Um, so here we are. He's like, I'm out of my mind to be talking about this. I would prefer not to be even talking about myself. But here I am. Are they servants of Christ? I must, I'm out of my mind to be talking like this. I am more. I have worked much harder. 
been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely. Look, you ever get to that place where you're like, look, I'm just going to lay it down, man. But I can't, I've been trying to hold it back. I've been trying to hold it back, trying to be nice, but I can't anymore. That's what Paul is. He's like, look, I've been trying to like not, but if you just want me to lay it out there, like what qualifies me to be an apostle? Well, I'm just going to lay it out there for you. I'm just going to, look, you done, you done struck a nerve now. Here we go. I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I mean, he's going to click Clark Gray with the Where's Wall right here. He's going to Clark Gray's Wall on Christmas Eve right here. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst. I have gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Got any questions? Paul said, you got any questions? I tell you, man, he went, he went, he went Clark Griswold right there. He's like, look. People talk, talk about being weak. Does anybody feel weak? I do not. And I do not feel weak. Who is led into sin? And I do not inwardly burn. Like, I, I struggle with temptation, too. Paul's like, I deal with everything you guys all deal with. And I did all. I had to go through all that for the gospel. Damn. Paul laid it down. That's honest, man. That's honest. He's frustrated. He's reminding them of all that he endured for the sake of the gospel. You think I did all this because I, I don't care? You think I went through all this because I didn't care? No. Paul's like, I do. He has a jealous love for the, for the church. Um... If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. Paul's like, I'd rather, I'd rather be boasting about the things that show my weakness. All these things, you know, these dangers, beatings, shipwrecks, all that. I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever, knows that I am not lying. In Damascus, the governor under King Arteus had the city of the Damascians guarded in order to arrest me but i was lowered in a basket from a window in the wall and slipped through their hands paul's like through all my suffering and all through my trial god delivered me god delivered me paul's showing that he's an apostle he's a true apostle he's like tell me what these other jokers been doing all these super jokers that's supposed to be super wise he's like they they haven't they haven't dealt with half the things I've dealt with. I've been cold, and besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Paul's like, look, besides all the physical pain and beating and suffering and shipwrecks, there's something that even weighs on me constantly, and that's my concern for the church. Yeah, man, it's the heart of an apostle, the heart of a pastor that, you know, people like, you know, is a church is a is being a pastor a nine to five job. No, man, it's, it's not. It's not a nine to five job. There's a lot of flexibility in ministry, but there's one thing that um, 
never leaves. And it's the weight and concern of the church. How are people doing? You know? And it's, man, you guys know this. You know this. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, fishing for sympathy here at all. I'm, I'm very blessed. But you guys know the pressure. You feel it in your own families. With all that's been going on with COVID, I mean, literally a couple weeks ago, last week, I mean, I got I got friends in the hospital, touch and go, life and death. I've got, you get emails daily of people who are worried about their children, worried about their friends, worried about their family members. And that weight is intense. It's a, it's a concern. It's not a, I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not a chore. It's just a concern. And, you know, you worry and you, you pray and you cry out to God for people. That's what Paul's saying about the Corinthian church, man. He's like, I love you with a jealous love and I want what's best for you. And I carry the, and you think about the apostle Paul, he's planned all these churches. There's dozens and dozens of churches. He wears the, he weighs, he carries the concern of all those churches that they succeed, that they grow close to Jesus, that they don't fall away. I mean, in the midst of all this COVID stuff, that's the other thing is that people are going to fall away. They get, I mean, you talk about a weight, man, talk about a weight and you guys probably feel it too, but even in ministry, you feel it like the weight of people being pulled away by things other than Jesus. Pulled away by, you know, during the election, it was being pulled, pulled away by politics, being so passionate and so consumed about that. And you think, man, I feel like they're, they're losing their affection for Jesus. And that, that weighs on me, weighs on pastors, it weighs on church leaders. Um, yeah, so anyway, I mean, this ain't a therapy session for me. <laughs> There'll be time for that. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is just a prayer, time for prayer. <laughs> uh, but thank you for your prayers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the Paul says that, the, the concern of all the churches, you can't, that's that's not a nine to five thing, man. That's not a that's not a you know punch in punch out thing. The concern for the church is a constant. It never goes away. You go on vacation, it goes with you. I'm going on sabbatical. I'm going to go on sabbatical in October, November, which will be great. Thank the Lord and thank our elders and our people for supporting it. Um, but the concern is going to always be there, right? The concern for the church doesn't go away just because you go you go away for a week or two. In the case of a sabbatical, it's eight weeks, so that's great. But anyway, anyway, I digress. A um, lot to remember from Paul's words here. A um, lot to think about. So honest, right? Isn't that beautiful? I mean, I love it. I love the honesty of this, the honesty of this interaction with the church, the honesty of Paul's heart, his passion, his concern, his love, his sarcasm. His like, just, I don't want to talk about myself, but if you keep pushing me, I hear right here it is. I'm just going to lay it out there. I love it. He's defending his apostleship and he has every reason to because he cares. He wants them to hear his voice because his voice is the voice of a, of a spiritual father that wants to see them grow and mature. You know, we have to have those people in our lives that we listen to. Even when it's hard to hear, we need to have those people in our lives that we listen to uh, that share with us the word of God. So, anyway, hey, guys, you know, what we do. let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. 
Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, the honesty of the word of God, the power of the word of God. Um, thank you for it, Lord. Um, Lord, thank you that you are jealous for us. You, you are jealous for our affection because you know what is best for us and you are what is best for us. And so, Lord, we pray that we would also be jealous for the things of God, that we would be jealous for the truth uh, and jealous that others would also love the truth. Um, so, Lord, help that passion um, just set up within us and be uh, alive. Lord, help us to hold every thought captive. Help us to bring down every stronghold that stands opposed to the knowledge of Jesus. Lord, let us not be trapped in those strongholds and buy into the lies of the enemy and the adversary uh, that is so cunning uh, in his methods. Lord, help us to have eyes to see and ears to hear deception. Um, Lord, help us to go again and again back to your word uh, and be, renew our mind through the word of God. Lord, I thank you for my friends and their commitment to the word, their commitment to pray together and read together. Lord, you're changing us. You're growing us. You're maturing us. We feel it. We sense it. You're also growing us together. And we really thank you so much for that. Lord, I pray your blessing upon your people today. I pray encouragement, whatever special, unique uh, needs that are represented today. I pray that you would move in a great and mighty way and uh, do more than they could ever ask or imagine. Lord, we love you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.